After four weeks of Advent, we now gather here for a Christmas Eve service, just like every year. It's been three years now since I last preached in rhyme. This felt like a year to do it one more time. I'm glad that you think that it will be fun. Let's see how you feel after I'm done. All right. Really? All right. For Christmas is here in all of its glory, and we are here tonight due to one special story. I'm sure a story that I'm sure all of us know, a story that's been told since time long ago, a story with shepherds, a shiny bright star, a, star, a story with magi with gifts from afar, a story of a carpenter and a young unwed girl, a story of one who came to change the world. This story gets all our attention, as it should, unless, of course, you are in Hollywood. According to TV and on the big screen, apparently there are other stories to see. Christmas movies and shows were on night after night, as much part of this season as tinsel and lights. Some are the classics of film history, many of them part of childhood memories. There's Frank Capra's great It's a Wonderful Life, and George Bailey's tale of how he survived strife. It gave us the notion that whenever bells ring, something great happens. Angels get their wings. Okay, really? <laughs> well done. This is what happens when the choir's heard the sermon before. There's <laughs> practical jokes and hijinks galore, apparently. All right, all right. Then there's the tale of Ralphie and his gun. In a Christmas story that is always much fun, the lesson it teaches, without any doubt, is that we must be careful or you'll shoot an eye out. And then, of course, one of the greats of all time is the poet who inspired these sermons in rhyme. Dr. Seuss and his Grinch reminds everyone all that we must have a heart that is not very small. These are just three films. They're just the gems. Hollywood's made many movies since then. But what would it be like if just for one night all the Christmas movies converged in one sight? What if these Christmas films all came together in a singular moment with all of their characters? What would it be like if they all met at once? Imagine the chaos. Imagine the fun. So come, let us go, and imagine a sight, and meet some strange folks. Let us meet them tonight. The first one we meet is a rotund old man. He carries an umbrella in his right hand. He has a top hat and a goatee on his chin, but what's most peculiar is his snowy white skin. We realize soon 
It's a snowman, alive. And then when he speaks, he sounds just like Burl Ives. (laughs) We can't believe it. A talking snowman. He bids us to join him, and next to him we stand. It feels kind of weird, but we ask, who are you? We've seen you before. What is it you do? I'm a singing snowman. We can't believe what we're told. Care for a song? How about silver and gold? We stare at him blankly. We say, sorry, we don't know. How about a hint of who you are, man of snow? He said, you know Dasher and Prancer and Comet and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Of course, we say. We know who you are. We see in the sky a light like a red star. Rudolph flew down with a pinpoint landing, and Burlives the snowman continued to sing. Hello, everyone, said Rudolph, grinning. But then someone else joined us out from the wings. A cute little boy with a bleach blonde hairdo. He walked up to us. We said, how do you, how do, you do? He looked quite distraught, like his heart's just been rent. He says, I'm all alone. Have you seen my parents? I woke up quite late in my house don't you see? And all of a sudden, in the house was just me. Oh my gosh, we then say, is it true what he said? Is this boy that Kevin guy, the home alone kid? With arrows and toy bow, he's ready for war. He says, you guys give up or you're ready for more. Oh dear, says poor Rudolph, shaking his hoofs. He thinks Kevin's a deer hunter ready to shoot. Then, out of the blue, toward us walked Bruce Willis. (laughs) As cop John McClane, he looked ready to thrill us. He looked at Kevin, missing his sisters and brothers, and said, yippee-ki-yay. and then something with mother. (laughs) Then Burl Ives spoke up and said, let's all calm down. It's almost Christmas. There's no reason to frown. In fact, if I may be presumptuous and bold, perhaps I can sing for you silver and gold. No thanks, I said. No need to sing anymore. I've never said that to a snowman before. I looked at this crowd and stood back with jaw gaped. In this Christmas asylum, the inmates have escaped. Let's see. We got Rudolph, Kevin, McLean, and Burl Ives. It's the motliest crew we've seen in our whole lives. It was a stranger group as there ever could be, the craziest and weirdest of weird families. You want a weird family? From a distance, one called. I got one for sure. 
Then in walked Clark Griswold. <laughs> of course he'd appear in this bizarre visitation, the star of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He was strung to the hilt with bright Christmassy lights that his cat had just chewed on, electrocuted on sight. He told us of Randy and his noxious RV. There were no bounds to Clark's eccentricity. Welcome to the party, Clark, we said with a shrug. And right before we all joined for a hug, in came the tallest elf we've ever seen. His shoe tips turned upward. His coat was bright green. He, his smile beamed bright white, and his cheeks were all ruddy. We asked him his name. He said, my name is Buddy. Buddy the Elf, a.k.a. Will Ferrell, the guy who thinks pasta with syrup is swellow. <laughs> Son of a nutcracker, Buddy said glum. What is this place here? Tell me where I am. I'm a far away from home. I sure miss my pop. I wish all of my family drama would stop. I'm orphaned, you see. I've been raised by some elves. It's hard to feel so alone by yourself. You think you're alone, said Kevin with a smirk. Try defending your house from two big burglar jerks. I'm abandoned myself. My whole family's in Europe. I'll tell you what, real fast I had to grow up. Oh, sorry. You think you've got problems? Well, I'll tell you what, said Rudolph, his red nose now getting real hot. My parents were ashamed of me, of this red nose. They covered it up so this red light won't show. My friends would all tease me. They made me feel shame. They wouldn't let me play in their... Well done, everyone. Good job. If it weren't for this dentist... And this guy named Yukon, I'd be all alone. I'd be solo, be gone. It's hard to be different, be broken, be teased. I sure wish this life of mine had much more ease. Well, I've got you beat, said Clark Griswold at last. Let me tell you what's in my own family's past. I took them to Wally World but it had been closed. Then we went to Europe and got Stonehenge bulldozed. <laughs> then we had a Christmas that we'll soon forget. Let's just say it got radioactive a bit. We looked at him blankly, and we said, you win. No one has had a worse Christmas vacation. But it dawned on me then that we all had one thing that we all deep inside kept our hearts stirring. We've all felt great hurt in our lives now and then. From families to friendships, we've all been broken. Kevin and Clark and, yes, Rudolph too, and Buddy the Elf and his toe-turned-up shoe, and all of us here. We've had drama galore. Despite Christmas cheer, we've been longing for more. 
for more hope and peace to escape our life's lot, for more joy and love than the misery we've got? See, Hollywood movies and characters in them, they might on the outside seem joyful and winsome, but deep down inside, they're broken, just like us. Could there be some new hope, an altogether Christmas? Just then, in the midst of our pondering thoughts, Burl Ives said, here's an idea I've got. Let's take a trip to find what Christmas means, apart from these Hollywood movie star scenes. Not what TV and movies and DVDs say, but what's at the heart of a true Christmas day? Let's go on a journey and see if we find a place where our brokenness is left behind, a place where true healing is sought and is found, a place where true love comes and offers no bounds. That's great, we then said, but how will we get there? Because we're stuck in the middle of God only knows where. How will we get from place A to place B? And, and where is place B? We're confused, don't you see? Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a sound like a rumbling train, like a subway unbound, on tracks that just trembled with bellowing roar and an engine that deafened us down to the core. A train had pulled up, and its size did impress. On the side were emblazoned the words, You've heard this sermon before. <laughs> A conductor stepped out. He sounded like Tom Hanks. He said, all aboard. But we said, no thanks. We don't want to go to the North Pole because we're looking for something, but not Santa Claus. Plus, we're from Florida. And we tend to freeze when the temperature drops below 60 degrees. Oh, said the conductor, we're not going up north. Hop on board now, and we'll all journey forth to a place that will have all the answers you seek about where to find healing for your lives so bleak. It's not in the North Pole, but it is far away in a time long ago, long before life today. Here you will find the world's source of true love and give you even more joy than you can think of. Well, what can we lose? So we all hopped aboard to see where this lands us and what we'll explore. We all find our seats, and the train starts to jolt, and before we knew it, we lunged forth like a bolt. We traveled through time, in a daze, in a whir. In an instant, our world spun into a big blur. Here we were, all of us, Clark Griswold and Burl, a reindeer, a snowman, an elf in a whirl, and suddenly, just as quickly as we had all started, we came to a stop and our chests were faint-hearted. We gathered ourselves and looked out the windows to see if something familiar then would show. We then stepped outside and saw a rather large crowd wearing tunics and overcoats 
And boy, were they loud. Give us a room, they said. It's cold tonight. All of the inns are filled. No rooms in sight. We're taxpayers, they said to the innkeeper man. That's why we've come to this town, Bethlehem. Then stepped up a man looking tired and forlorn. He was pulling a donkey that was looking real worn. And on that donkey was a woman, his wife. And by her appearance, she was carrying life. Please, sir, we're tired and we're filled with fright. Pregnant for nine months, it could happen tonight. Do you have anything where we could rest our heads? We don't need a fancy room or a big bed. The innkeeper looked at them, nodded his head. I may have a place in the back, he then said. It's the best I can do. It's not real pristine, but there you'll be safe in that manger scene. We watched as the man and his wife settled down, surrounded by livestock and hay all around. Then, before long, the girl began to cry, and each blessed scream and push filled the night sky. With rapt attention, quiet as can be, we watched as the world greeted a new baby. And then we could hear, just as clear as the day, the voice of a child that once spoke in a play. You know that scene from Charlie Brown's Christmas? For an instant, we heard the speech given by Linus. That boy with his blanket, with nerves in his voice, describing this scene with such words, rich and choice. And there were in the same country shepherds out in the field, keeping watch on their flocks through the night like a shield. And lo, the angel of the Lord came on them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were sore afraid, but the angel then said, Fear not, for behold, I bring great joy instead, which shall be to all people. For to you on this day, in the city of David, you will find now today a sign which is this, a baby wrapped in cloths. He is Christ the Lord in a manger trough. Then suddenly there with the angel there came a heavenly host of angels that sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to everyone. When we heard these words from our dear friend Linus, we recognized instantly that here was Jesus. He is the one who brings us new hope and a way through our problems so we can all cope Forget all the movies, the films and TV, how Hollywood says that Christmas should be. Those just remind us of how broken we are, that nothing in life will get us very far. There's only one source for a life that is grand. There's only one sure place for your feet to stand. It's here in the promise that God's come to earth 
to meet you through Jesus, through this holy birth. If you're all alone, like Kevin, that young boy, all abandoned by others and sapped of your joy, then your hope starts here in this blessed family of Joseph and Jesus and Mother Mary. If you're feeling ridiculed and guilty and shamed by your past like Rudolph and his reindeer games, acceptance starts here. And know this to be true, this God found in Jesus has accepted you. In Christ, you have worth, despite all your faults, whether your nose is red or any harsh insults. If you have relationships that just leave you galled, family members like old Clark Griswold, if you've been annoyed, or worse, even betrayed by people you love who've left you dismayed, then Jesus has come to show you a new start with forgiveness for those wounds that are in your heart. And if you are like good old buddy the elf, and you're trying to find out your truest self, look no further now than this manger of hay and find out who you are on this Christmas day. You are beloved. And you're not alone, too. For God loved you so much that God came down for you so that you can have hope in your darkest of hearts, so that you can have peace and a bright brand new start, so that no matter what has gone wrong in your past, no matter the sins that have left you aghast, no matter what others might think or might do, no matter what they have said about you, a new light has come to this world. You know what? This light is so bright, darkness hasn't a shot. This light is called Jesus, your Emmanuel, this God who is with you to say, all is well. So go from this place with your heartbreak and tears. Go from this place with your darkness and fears and face your tomorrow with brightness and cheer because this God is with you this God has come near. In the name of the God who created the heavens, redeemed us, sustained us, we all say, amen. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the joy of this story, a story that we have known for a long time, but that we've really needed to hear again tonight. We pray for anybody who is here or watching online who is experiencing loss, sadness, grief, heartache, brokenness, just like all of us feel. We pray that in this moment, in your Son Jesus, we would experience the bright cheer and hope that comes from knowing that we are not alone, that you are with us, and that you love us just as we are. And then help us to go from this place carrying the light of Jesus, not in our hands, but in our hearts, to shine into the darkness of the world. We thank you. We thank you for the blessing of Jesus. And let all God's people say, amen.